at this time <coughs> on the remaining days of the retreat. Can you hear okay? Yeah. Uh, we'll be uh, unfolding some reflections and practice on the theme of metta, which I'm guessing uh, most of you are familiar with this, this Pali word, M-E-T-T-A. Sometimes translated as, as loving kindness. <coughs> though, though actually uh, a closer translation to, to the Pali would be something like friendliness. So metta is related to the word mitta, meaning friend. And I really appreciate that because somehow friendliness feels uh, kind of more informal, a bit more kind of sometimes doable. You know. But really to find uh, the translation that, that resonates for you. So other... Others might be warmth or goodwill, well-wishing. Pema Chodron suggests a translation of, of an unconditional sense of humor. And as we've, uh, we've mentioned, I think, in the Q&A yesterday, you know, just remembering this this incredibly integral part of the Buddha's teaching. The, 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 the Metta Sutta occurs in one of the very, very earliest sections of the whole canon. It seems like this was, this really kind of, was really integral to the, the Buddha's teaching right from the very start. And that, that Metta is part of this constellation of, for interacting and mutually supporting qualities uh, which have the, the kind of old name of Brahma Vaharas. Uh, Vahara literally a dwelling place. Brahma referring to one of the, the pantheon of, of the Indian deities. Uh, and in teaching it, the Buddha was saying, well, if you want to dwell with Brahma, this is how to do it. You know? uh, Sharon Salzberg kind of colloquializes this to, to be our best homes. You know, these, these are the qualities of heart and mind that are our best homes. That we can really practice dwelling in. That can hold the whole of our experience. It's, it's triumphs, it's tragedies, it's day-to-day. And th- th- there's a very close relationship between metta and sati, mindfulness. In fact, in the Metta Sutta, the Buddha's teaching on Metta, he describes Metta as a kind of mindfulness. And certainly we, we can feel in our practice that, 
that if the awareness we're giving to body, to heart, to our experience, is not infused with kindness, then it's not mindfulness. You know, there's a distinction in this psychology between attention and mindfulness. Attention can be flavored with all kinds of things, can't it? Judgment, harshness, aversion. And what warms attention into mindfulness, a key part of what warms it into mindfulness is this the presence of this friendliness. So we could uh, describe mindfulness as a friendly awareness. And so even as you sit here now, you could just notice what it is deliberately to welcome, kind of befriend, allow body and heart in this moment. This is a a really, the Buddha is saying, this is a really optimal dwelling for us to dwell in this orientation towards friendliness. And as well as that, the Buddha taught metta as an antidote to aversion. So, you know, if we look closely, we can notice that most of our difficult mental states are flavors of aversion, right? Boredom, judgment, fear, anxiety, irritation, anger, jealousy. These these all kind of are are some of the many different flavors that aversion takes. And uh, we can see just how aversion is a kind of attempt to push experience away. And that often it constellates a lot of You know, it can be protective, but it often constellates a lot of rumination, storyline. And the Buddha taught metta as a protection for our heart-mind in the face of, well, initially fear. You know, the story goes that the monks and nuns went off to a forest where there were ghosts and tigers and came back saying, we can't practice because ghosts and tigers. And the Buddha taught metta as an antidote because you know, we encounter ghosts and tigers in our lives in many different ways, don't we? And what is it to really get to know metta as the best protection for our hearts and minds? And... You know, there's, there's quite a lot of scientific research now about how meta supports a more creative, responsive engagement with problems, with difficulties, with life. And as, as we'll reflect, begin to reflect, particularly tomorrow, we can, we can see how we don't find it so difficult to befriend the pleasant, right? You know, there's a kind of natural movement towards it. But we can notice how, you know, there's also a natural 
aversion that arises to the unpleasant and a natural indifference that can arise towards the more, you know, the whole field of our experience that is more neutral. And that in a certain way, this basic reactivity keeps us bound, keeps us kind of uh, caught in instinctive craving and aversion. And as you'll be aware, you know, what this practice does, this practice of metta as well as the practice of mindfulness from which it's inseparable, it, it gradually builds, consciously builds our capacity to meet the range of life experience with a more steady and unconditional goodwill, a willingness to befriend, to, in a resourced way, turn towards life with equanimity and kindness. And a a lot of Pali words are, are often best thought of more as verbs than nouns. So we could see metta as being about befriending. You know, it's a gradual befriending. Developing this capacity. And important to recognize that this is not primarily a practice about feelings. Sometimes people say, okay, I do the... I did the practice, but I didn't feel anything. There's a story of a Westerner saying that to one of the great Tibetan Rinpoches and said, said, well, what's feeling got to do with it? Actually, this is something more kind of tectonic in us, which is our basic attitude, our basic intentions. That's what we're cultivating, a willingness to befriend that which we might more instinctively reject and push away. So really to trust that, you know, whatever you feel as you do this practice, and some of you will have been doing this for decades, some of you it may be quite new, but just to trust that the, the patient cultivation of attitude is what this is about. Is what this is about. Now, the, the Buddha's instruction on, on metta was basically sit down and radiate metta in all directions. You know? Well, easier said than done. You know? and, and so in the tradition, there has been the development of practices for cult- this cultivation of metta. You know, the, the, uh, in a certain way, it feels like, well, the fact that uh, these practices actually were not really devised until about a thousand years after the Buddha's death gives a kind of license for creativity. You know? Really, each of us just to explore what is most supportive in cultivating a sense of goodwill, a sense of friendliness. For, for many people, it is phrases. You know, to have words or phrases that just help to orient the heart, mind, the sense of intention towards well-wishing. And 
as we do the practice during this week, if you have meta phrases or words that you're used to using, real encouragement to just continue working with those if they do work for you. As you'll be aware, the phrases often begin with may I be. So may I, you, be safe and well. Important to hear that for what it is as not, bless you, bless you, uh, not so much, you know, a petition or a, a prayer, but just an orientation of the heart. I wish for you safety, wellness. I wish for myself. You know. For some people, just to use the individual words is the most helpful thing. You know, a hand on the heart that says safe, safe, safe. And, and that what we're doing is kind of tuning to that. So you're kind of invoking the sense of safety or wellness, letting the, the word just kind of resonate a bit in the being, in the heart, in the body kind of almost like remembering the basic sense of safety, you know, and and letting that be kind of allowed room, you know. Often helpful to have words that are quite simple and evocative, safe, well, peaceful, ease, kindness, these kind of resonant words. The body as the kind of resonating chamber. So, so this practice can seem like it could become quite heady with words and phrases. But maybe a sense of this whole body awareness that we've been cultivating and you're just kind of dropping the intention or the orientation, wow, peaceful, into the pool of the body and just letting any ripples that are there, just letting them kind of resonate a bit. So keeping the body very, very much involved. And, you know, this, this basic principle in practice of starting where it's easiest. Some of you have been really kind of reflecting on that today, starting where it's easiest. And, you know, the Buddha Gosa who created the form of this practice made the assumption that it would be easiest to start with the self. Well, as we know in our Western psychologies, this is often not the case. You know? uh, so really in your playing with this practice, really fine to start with, say, the benefactor, a category of someone to whom you feel a sense of gratitude, a sense of well-wishing. We'll kind of go through a little sequence today and just to see, well, where do I taste this most easily? And, and trusting that as a kind of Yeah, a place to, to, from which to start as you develop the practice. 
the Buddha said, you can search throughout the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of your love and affection than you are yourself, and that person is not to be found anywhere. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. What is it to let that in? Yeah, hand on heart that actually lets that really be felt. So today we'll work primarily with the categories of friend and then this category of benefactor, someone with whom one has a relatively uncomplicated relationship of goodwill, often a sense of gratitude. And you don't need to spend time kind of auditioning your friends for these roles, just seeing who who comes to mind, who comes to the heart and trusting that. So, as we settle into the practice, helpful to be as comfortable as it's possible to be at this time. So a sense of resting. A sense of grounding. sense of allowing the body to soften as best you can. Of course, if you have an after-lunch sleepiness and would prefer to do the practice standing, then welcome to do that. But letting the awareness be spacious Grounded and spacious. Holding the whole body with a a light sensitivity. And ease. As you breathe, maybe noticing the, the breath and the gentle movement in the area of the heart, the center of the chest, that's helpful to you. Seeing what it's like deliberately to soak the body in a sense of kindly intention, friendly, allowing. Giving up any demand that your body or your experience be any different from how it is right now. Feeling the support of ground as you breathe with and practice allowing things to be just as they are.
And as you sit here, maybe letting the awareness expand and just become conscious of the group of us sitting here together. Feeling that sense of companionship, community. Being surrounded by supporters and friends on the path. And from this grounding in the body that also can open into a spacious awareness of all those around you. Appreciating, appreciating and cultivating a sense of goodwill, well-wishing to all of us here gathered together practicing in this moment. May you be safe and well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. Breathing a sense of friendliness and goodwill to all those around you. All of us here gathered together. Seeing how it is also to receive the goodwill of others who are wishing you well right now. May you be safe and well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness.
And then from this grounding in the body, letting the awareness expand to include all those here at IMS who are supporting our retreat. The front office staff. All those who are preparing food for us. Housekeeping. Looking after the grounds and running the center, who by their actions and service really expressing a sense of goodwill, support, caring, and well-wishing for us as we spend these days here. Breathing in that gift of kindness that we're receiving. And seeing how it is to enlarge the circle of well-wishing to include all these good people too. May you be safe and well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. And then when you're ready, letting the phrases quieten and again becoming aware of yourself sitting in the midst of this field of well-wishing. Renewing the sense of connection with the the body as it sits and breathes. Seeing how it is to hold this precious body and heart with gentleness and kindness. to have a sense of wishing yourself well. As the Buddha said, you yourself, as much as anyone in the entire universe, 
deserve your love and affection. If it's helpful putting a hand on your heart just to give a sense of that care, that tenderness. May I be safe and well. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. And if this moment is difficult in some way, in the body or in the heart-mind, could see how it is to add the phrase, in the midst of this. So safe and well, in the midst of this. May I be peaceful in the midst of this. ease and kindness in the midst of this. some part of the body that is particularly uncomfortable right now that could really do with some kindness and where you can easily place your other hand then you may want to do that just as an expression of tender care And if you sense that one of these meta words has particular resonance right now, and feeling free to just allow the phrases to simplify just down to a single word that you allow to resonate and kind of bloom in the heart, body, mind. Safe, well, peaceful,
in the midst of this. Allowing the sounds and the images, the body sensations, the thoughts and feelings of this moment, allowing them all to be here. Sensing the possibility of cultivating a steady well-wishing for yourself in the midst of whatever's present right now. And then when you're ready, letting the phrases quieten, maybe your hands return to your lap. Again, renewing the sense of connection with ground. sense of spacious awareness of the whole body as it sits or stands and breathes. Allowing also any reactions to the practice that wave through the heart-mind, whether that's enjoyment or sleepiness, disconnection or aversion, just allowing all of that somehow to be irrigated with the sense of friendliness and allowing. And then when you're ready, bringing to mind someone who you find it easy to wish well towards. Someone with whom you have a relatively uncomplicated relationship of goodwill, of gratitude, of appreciation. Maybe this is someone you know personally. Or maybe it's someone who's in our world, you're just really grateful that they're around. Maybe it's a pet or an animal who just brings forward a sense of of a natural goodwill. And so letting the circle of awareness that's grounded in the body expand to include the imagined or remembered sense of this person, this being. And as you bring them into your heart-mind in this way, 
sensing how you wish them well, and letting the phrases be an expression of this well-wishing. May you be safe and well. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. Renewing the sense of the person, the being, and the sense of well-wishing each time you notice that the mind has wandered. might imagine this benefactor, this person who's a friend and supporter in your life, being joined by all those others who support you, who care about you, or have done so through the years, around you in a wide circle, a spacious circle of people who you know wish you well and have wished you well. Really sensing the blessing of their well-wishing in your life, their support, their kindness. And seeing how it is to wish them well in return. May you all be safe and well. May you all be peaceful. May you all live with ease and with kindness.
And then when you're ready, letting this sense of these supporters and benefactors fade. Again, remembering the here and now presence of friends and supporters on the path around you. All of us sitting here practicing together. And then this, the final minutes of the practice, maybe again basking in that sense of friendliness and well-wishing. Here and now. May we all be safe and well. May we all be peaceful. May we all live with ease and with kindness. So really uh, an encouragement to make metta a theme of your retreat. Feel welcome to use this practice or any other way that you find helpful for cultivating metta as, as you sit and walk. It can be helpful as an informal practice as we kind of move around the center just to have a sense of Wishing each other well, being what uh, one of my teachers calls a a meta sweeper. (laughs) Uh, We know that this is uh, uh, a profound and much needed medicine for our hearts and our world. So in a moment, uh, a walking period and uh, you may have seen the notice that said that the mindful movement um, with Eowyn, um, which will be mindful yoga, uh, will start tomorrow. She wasn't able to be with us today. But I wanted just to offer, if, if anyone would like this at uh, 4.15 um, downstairs, I, I can guide some uh, simple Qigong exercises. Um, 
as, as a, uh, a kind of mindful movement practice. Um, so you're welcome to come to that at 4.15. Good. Okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.